You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stag Sports Network Season Outlook Podcast. JJ Duke here with you. Hope you all are doing well at home. We come to the time where it's women's lacrosse season. It's actually been a while. I think this is the first time in, goodness, maybe eight months that I've talking with the person sitting across the other side of the computer screen for me, it's head coach Laura Field. Coach, how's things going? Uh, things are going well. It's good to see you. It's been, as you said, a long time. So I'm happy to get started and happy to have this conversation. I think the last time that we chatted that wasn't in some sort of a virtual scene would be the last time that we saw Fairfield women's lacrosse in action, which was all the way back as I dialed back. Uh, goodness, that would be, yeah, right about a year ago from now. So this is interesting, but um, it we're, what we're going to do in this podcast today is we're going to kind of catch you all up on what things have been going on women's lacrosse, kind of look ahead to the season, meet the team as well, since it's been a long time. We've got a, a big freshman class and maybe a lot of players that you don't remember from last year as well. So we'll get to know them and quickly have a look at across the Mac women's lacrosse circuit. So, you know, let's just talk about how the preseason has gone thus far at the time that we're recording. It is the last week of February. So the group has been in and amongst each other for a couple of weeks. Now, what has this preseason been like for you? And really, I guess more so importantly, what are some of the main differences um, as opposed to previous preseasons? Yeah, you know, obviously there's some really big differences. I think if you take our, our preseason as a whole, so really from September to now, um, everything's been different. Uh, but, you know, I think we're up against some of the same things that everybody else is. So in some respects, it's it's the norm across the sport. It's the norm across the league. But, you know, not having a full fall uh, was difficult. Um, not having a full spring has been difficult, uh, more in terms of chemistry than in terms of, I think, sort of X's and O's. X's and O's we can do virtually. We have great senior leadership, and they're able to sort of fill in the gaps for things that we may not be able to teach to the fullest at this point. But um, what's really come in the last probably eight days has been the chemistry, the camaraderie, the things that you really miss about um, about any team that you see and you coach and that you're on. So, you know, the gap of that from the fall certainly was something that we were a little bit anxious about. But I think we're making strides with that, you know, day to day exponentially in the last uh, week and a half. When you talk about kind of that camaraderie, where does that come from? You mentioned we've talked often enough about how each kind of class has its own unique characteristics. I think if I remember correctly, if it's this senior class right now, you refer to them three years ago as the alphas. Um, now, where do they see themselves now as the leaders and trying to bring in these younger players that for a lot of them, actually two classes now, they haven't played a game that means anything in the max standings. You know, they they have always been strong personalities. And I mean that in every sense of the word, um, strong leaders, um, goofy kids, I say that as a compliment, um, they've been a little bit of everything for the moments that we need a little bit of everything. And that hasn't changed. Um, so for, for me as a coach, what I really wanted was for the rest of the team to feel that kind of warmth of them, right? It's like a big hug. They come back and it feels comforting. So, you know, having them back on campus has been great. Our team echoes their personality. We have great leadership all the way through. I think our freshman class is big, but they are also, they're also strong personalities. They're also very dynamic and not strong personalities in, in necessarily an alpha sense, but in they've got charisma, um, they've got character, and it's, it's a fun group. 
Um, you know, with the absence of the seniors for the first couple of days of practice, which was um, just simply a, a school rule of when they were allowed to come back onto campus, we saw people step up in, and fill those gaps. And they've continued to work together simultaneously when the seniors return. So that's a really good sign. But my biggest comfort is seeing them all come together, less so from a, um, a tactical side, but more just because we've missed that. I think there's something to be said about the catharsis of playing together and being together and really spending that time together. That's how you form a team. That's how you form a strong team. So that's been really fun for us to get back. Do you feel like maybe with this current situation, the pandemic that we're handling and trying to come together as a group, maybe makes them a little bit more tighter than you've seen in past years? I think they're aware at this point of how important that is. So the absence of that ability to just spend time together has doubled down on, on really how important those sort of um, authentic and organic interactions, whether it be eating a meal together or spending time in a locker room, and we're still not really able to do those things, but how we can make those interactions up in different ways. Um, hanging out a little bit more in practice with someone that's outside your class or outside your normal group or your position it's something they all do in time, but I think they've realized that they need to accelerate that a little bit. And I'm not just talking about the seniors. I think everybody has realized that it, it really matters. The extra extension, the extra reach out is something that really matters um, to get everybody on board faster, which is what the mission is right now. So what have the last couple of weeks been like in terms of on-field practicing and how much have you been really able to work with the entire group as opposed to maybe working with different smaller groups? It's, uh, it's been interesting. I think Mother Nature has um, added its own little flair in there where, uh, you know, we've been in small groups for the start of practice um, and we were able to do a lot of skill work and they were very small groups. So um, groups of four, but we were able to get a lot of skill, stick work, fitness in. Um, when we added the seniors back in, we were able to go to slightly bigger groups. Mother Nature kicked in and we had some snow days and um, had some slippery weather where we had to modify well, great. We would, we moved to film and we're able to teach a little bit more. So we're adapting. It actually felt more normal, so to speak, to have to adapt to weather um, because that's something that we're very familiar with and we, we don't really mind all that much. But, um, you know, we, we certainly haven't had the full, you know, practices that we would want to have, but, you know, nothing's ever a perfect world. So, you know, we have to kind of let go of that. I'm as big a control freak as anybody. I have to let go of that. And, um, and I think we've been able to do that. Ann and Kara have been great. Um, our staff in just saying, okay, what's, what's important here? What can we get out of this? We're not going to be fully formed by game one, but we can be on a path to being fully formed. And what's the most important thing we need to do. So we've been able to prioritize. The girls have taken that really, really well. And like I said, they're stepping up in those gaps and, and filling some of those uh, needs that we, we really want to get done. Um, even that we may not be able to. So I'm proud of them. Yeah. It's interesting that I've either spoken to different coaches or just hearing on different broadcasts about how teams are there. You're not going to be ready game ready on game one, but as the season goes on, you want to hit as you always would, you want to hit that certain peak um, right before the conference tournament or something along those lines. So I'm curious for your perspective, obviously it's still a little ways away before uh, the team is going to play their first game, but at the same time, is there a level that you hope that this group can hit by the time that they take the field in a few weeks time? I always think we have high expectations. Um, I think that's driven a lot by our players. I think they have high expectations for themselves. I don't think I want to uh, tamp down those expectations with the, oh, we're not ready. We're as ready as we're going to be. And we're as ready, hopefully, as anybody else is. So, you know, uh, I think my expectations are that it may not be a, uh, a I don't want to say, a, it may not be a pretty game. It may not be a clean game. 
Um, but if you watch any lacrosse right now, and there's been a lot of really good games in the first week and a half, um, there's a lot of turnovers. There's a lot of 50-50 balls. There's a lot of scrums. There's a lot of mistakes. We have to stop worrying about the mistakes that we make. We have to worry about what do we do after that mistake? How do you stay in a game for the full 60 minutes? So that's something that we're trying to, to focus on. Um, you know, I, in full disclosure, we're still putting in a lot of things. So our focuses are kind of split two-headed right now. But we are, we are aware that it's not necessarily going to be the standard that we want, but it's the standard that we have to play, and we have to play that to our best. Now, I remember hearing a lot of these themes in our conversations last season uh, because there was a bit of a turnover in the roster from that 2019 team to 2020, implementing little elements. We never actually got to see really what that full package was, but how much does the team look back at last year's performances, where they started, where they got to, and is that something that's been talked about kind of emulating for where you were at the beginning of preseason and where you want to get to ultimately by day one. And then hopefully the bar just keeps going up as the season progresses. Yeah. I mean, and we've talked about this before. We typically start our season off and our schedule off with, with some hard games. Um, and, and we were in that series at the end of last year when, when it ended, um, ending with uh, playing at Denver, which uh, was our probably arguably our best game that we played against our best opponent. Um, so normally we have a cadence that allows us to, to ramp up a little bit. Biggest change from last year to this year is that we don't necessarily have that ability to ramp up. Every game is going to matter and very much every game matters when there's only four teams that make the tournament at the end. So I, that's a big stylistic change from, from last year to this year in terms of personnel, in terms of how we approach it. I don't think that that's necessarily changing. You know, the game that we're playing is the only game that matters on that day. You know, and I know that that's a coach cliche, but it's also very true, especially in this moment. The only thing we can worry about um, is hopefully on the day that we know who we're playing, um, because we're also aware that that can change. That's the only thing that matters. How do we how do we best put ourselves out there? What's the best lineup? What's the best configuration? What's the best approach to playing that game? So very much compartmentalizing what we're doing in any given day. Looking at your team a little bit and we start at the top first in terms of your classes and then we'll work our way down. Uh, the senior leadership we've obviously mentioned is strong within this group. Are there even some characters or some players that have even grown a little bit more during this time that you really see them grow into that, I don't want to say all-encompassing leader, but that leader that you know maybe you saw when they were freshmen or sophomores coming in, now they've grown into those shoes and really can take this group and drive them forward? I, I actually think we started to see that from all of them last year. Um, which was a change from the year previous. I think to a person, the entire senior class really rose into how they played. I mean, the level of play accelerated for all of them. Um, if you watch our last game, which was Denver, which we lost, um, and we lost by a, a significant amount, we played very well. Um, and th the seniors are a group that you can point out and pick out who they were on the field based off of how they played, their fight, the effort they put in, um, so, you know, in terms of, has anybody stepped up from last year? No, but they've continued because I think they, they stepped up last year and now they, they're feeling the confidence a little bit of their play. They're feeling the confidence of their position and their place, and they've really just kept going forward. So, um, it's, it's been great to see because with a long drop off and frankly, with a tough junior year, with not a perfect senior year schedule or cadence to it. They've, they, didn't, they didn't slack off. They are still present and playing hard and showing the underclassmen the right way to do things and the right way to play. 
um, you'll hear their voice a lot all over the field. Um, you know, it's, it's what I would have expected going in blind this year. And they, they, they've done it. They've reached that plateau. So then on the opposite end of the spectrum, we talked about that it's a good group of new players coming in. And also you had a big group of now sophomores uh, coming into the mold. What have, what have those classes kind of done to integrate themselves within this group? And is there anybody that uh, we should be keeping an eye out for this year? I know there are a couple of uh, good player, young players that came through. Maggie Fort uh, comes to mind last year. There are a few others in there as well. But is there anyone that's uh, kind of continued that or really taken the game and started off strong? Yeah, you're right. I think the sophomores, um, you know, we'll tackle that part of the question first. I, I be, you know, in my opinion, they didn't have a full freshman year. So I think that they were still going into this year learning a little bit. Um, and they didn't have a full freshman year in the sense that we were in the one segment of our season where we really are trying to go out there against really good teams and see what we can do. And they weren't into necessarily the tactical side of the league. We hadn't gotten there yet. So they have no idea what that looks like. They do not know what any of, you know, if we, we list a roster of anybody in the conference, they don't know who that is, um, which can be good. I think you'll see from them some new people step up, but I also think you'll see some of the old faces again um, uh, in, in the mix. Um, when we talk about the freshman class, you know, I think for them not having a senior high school season, anything that they can do to get on the field, it feels good. Um, it, it feels like a win to them. So you've seen them play a little bit looser, I think, than most classes. The lack of playing time on a practice schedule translated into knowing this class a lot better because we had conversations with them. They were in our study hall, our academic center. We saw them a lot more. So while we may not know them as well as players at this point, um, and we still know them pretty well, we know them very, very well as people. So it, that helps craft, okay, where is this person going to fit in? What can, how can we coach this person? What do they need? Um, so it's accelerated in a different way. It's actually been an interesting um, flip of, of how that class progresses. I think you'll see both classes have huge impacts. I think you're going to see multiple faces from both classes, um, dot either the starting lineup or just, you know, the lineup um, quite frequently. I think that's something that we can expect. Definitely. And for you listening at home, you can make sure to go to fairfieldstags.com and kind of introduce yourself to what the Fairfield women's lacrosse team is going to look like in 2021. And lastly, kind of keeping this on a, a broader sense, but you and I have had many conversations on where Mac women's lacrosse has come, where it's going. And I'm looking up and down this league right now, Lauren, there are a lot of good teams this year. There's not going to be an easy game in and amongst the schedule. And the fact that as it stands, you're going to be playing a number of teams potentially back-to-back -back days this this could be a wild 10 or 11 weeks i i think it's going to be i actually 100 percent believe it's going to be a wild um season because any given week you don't necessarily know who you're going to play we hope and and we're, we're confident that we can keep a schedule you know in, in what we expect but you know that's not something that we can bank on we don't necessarily know personnel whether it's from injury whether it's from restrictions and um, whatever it might be uh, against the team we play or our own so we have to be wildly adaptable. And it's something that, you know, athletics does well in general, but it's not something that we've done often um, in terms of a season. You know, we like to predict who we're going to play, how we're going to match up, who we're going to use against them. And we have to be comfortable with that unknown. What helps is that I think we have a little bit more depth than we've had in previous years. So I feel confident plugging different people in should we need them to. 
Um, but it's, it's something that we have to expect and we have to be okay with change and we have to be okay with the unknown. Every team is a threat. And I know I say this every year, but I actually firmly believe it. The parity in, in the Mac has come a long, long way in the last four to five years. And if you look at who you're playing, who you're playing twice, um, the trim down conference tournament, you know, if, if you don't think every game has value, you're crazy because it, every game has a significant impact on, on your standings. Um, so, you know, everybody's facing the same challenges in some capacity. So we want to make sure that we come out, we come out strong. We, you know, give us, give ourselves the best chance every week. Um, and it might mean that we're changing styles of play week to week. It might mean that we're changing personnel with our depth week to week. It may mean that we, we are not doing that and we're just staying the course and, and we, we have a good, good niche going, but, um, we're ready for all of those different, um, different contingency plans. And honestly, quite honestly, we're very excited to play. I think that's going to be the same sentiment you're going to hear across every team, every sport. Just the fact that we almost took it for granted, right? Playing games on a week-to-week basis. It seems like the players are just going to leave it all out in the field every time because I've heard it before, but every game could, in theory, be the last one. So hopefully we're going to see just that great energy, that great passion come out every week, especially from your group. Yeah, we, we don't discount how lucky we are. We have great support staff behind us, everybody in our administration, um, sports info to the university itself that's that's helping us get to where we need to be. So we we certainly don't take that for granted. I know and I see personally all the hard work that goes on behind the scenes and all of that gives us the privilege of playing. And and honestly, at this point in, in the year, I'm going to call it 2020, 2021 is one whole year. Um, we know how lucky we are and, and we're very appreciative of that. Certainly looking forward to seeing what your group has to bring to the table. Laura, appreciate the time and can't wait to see you guys out there. Thanks, JJ. See you soon. Absolutely. That's going to do it for today's Season Outlook podcast. Make sure to stay with us on FairfieldStags.com as we gear up towards the 2021 season. Also, make sure to follow us on social media uh, everywhere where you find us. Until next time, JJ Duke signing off. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.